provisions, they marched to meet them. The Israelites camped opposite them like two small flocks of goats while the Arameans covered the countryside. Basically 7,000 over 100,000 if I was to put the numbers up. The men, oh, hallelujah, y'all are miracle workers. Praise God, it's back up. Amen. Give it up for the media team. I'm telling you, it's harder than it looks like. Um, it's very difficult, and they're working very quickly. Uh, when the Israelites, okay, so where did I go? Uh, the man of God came up and told the king of Israel, this is what the Lord says, because the Arameans think the Lord is God of the hills and not a God of the valleys, I will deliver this vast army into your hands, and you will know that I am the Lord. I've got good news for you today. God is still God of the valleys. And the enemy thinks he has us and our nation in a valley, but he is sadly mistaken because he is still God of the valleys. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for this wonderful opportunity to be in your house. What a beautiful looking crowd. What a, what a, what a beautiful, beautiful picture this is of your church body standing together. We, the church, coming together in the name of Jesus to worship. And God, I pray, Father God, you would anoint our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Anoint me to speak forth your truth. God, anoint me to figure out how to preach again to a crowd and not a camera. In Jesus' name. I pray, Father God, that you would let the words of God flow. Not one word of my own, but every word from the throne of God into our hearts. God, we just bow before you and pray, God, let the seed be fallen in the good soil of our hearts. And our hearts to grow bare forth fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone shouted out a good amen. Hold your Bibles up and let's boldly declare, Father, today, this week, by your grace, I'm going to be a doer of your word and not a hearer only, deceiving my own self. Now, Lord, anoint my ears, anoint my heart, my spirit, my soul, my mind, and my body to receive the truth of your word. In Christ's name I pray. Amen, amen. If you're a high-fiver, you can. If not, that's okay. Just kind of high-five yourself maybe. Amen? We had accepted an assignment one time uh, to youth pastor, and I kind of knew that it was, it was not what I wanted to do, but I knew the Lord had opened the door, and it was just, I don't know how to say it, it was nine months of pure hell. And, and every day I thought, I've made a terrible decision. I've made a terrible mistake. This is crazy. What have I done? Twice the Lord spoke to me through different people and said things are not as they seem. And so I won't go into the gory details, but I will tell you that it was a valley experience in my life that was, I thought was going to be the end of me. I thought it was going to be the end of me. I thought it was going to be the end of my ministry. I, I just thought it was over it was, it was torture. It was, it, was, it was the longest nine months of my life. I just could be honest with you. The guy I worked for was, was not very pastor-like. He was not very nice. He was, it was hardcore. It was, it was ruthless. But we grew and we grew and we grew through it. You know, sometimes it's our toughest times that we grow through the most. I didn't think halfway through that I would ever see the light at the end of the tunnel. And that's what valleys do. Valleys give us the appearance that life is over. The valleys of life can be daunting. They can be discouraging. They can be downright demoralizing. Anybody ever been in a real, I'm talking about a real valley before. Where you just think there is no way. They're so dark. 
Some valleys, you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, let alone think you'll ever get there. You can't even see hope, it seems like. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. But I want to tell you, God is not just God on the mountaintops. He is God in the valleys as well. Amen? He is God when the marriage is great, and He's a God when the marriage is on the verge of divorce. He is God when the financial uh, checking account is full and when you don't know how you're going to pay your bills. He's God when you're healthy and when the doctor says, I've got bad news. Amen. He is God when you are free to live and worship and come to church like us. And for when 12 weeks you can't come to church and you have to watch on TV, he's still God. Amen. He is God of the valleys. Amen. He is God when our nation is unrest. When there is all kinds of things being done wrong to people and there's wrong responses and there's all kinds of things going on, he's still God. Amen. There is no way that he has abandoned the United States of America. He's not written our nation off and said you're on your own. He's not said to you individually, that's it, I'm done with you. I want to tell you, he is still God, and I believe more God now than ever before. Amen? Listen, praise God. Valleys bring a rich lushness to life. Valleys are where life happens. It's where farms get plowed. It's where babies are born. It's where, it's where the dead are buried. Valleys can be dry gulches and terrifying deserts. Or they can be wide, rich plains that stretch across the earth and are so fulfilled with fresh fruit. Whether peaceful or frightening, valleys are the cradle of life, folks. It's the irregularities that enhance our life. Valleys bring a certain pizzazz to life. They bring a flavor to life, if you will. And without valley experiences, you and I would never, ever understand how to appreciate the mountaintop experiences. Amen? It is the valleys where we get stronger. It is the valleys where fruit grows. Somebody shout a good amen. It is the valley experiences that are actually transitional opportunities to grow and to allow my faith to develop. Listen, you cannot get your faith to develop on mountaintops. When you're on the mountaintop and everything is the way you want it, when everything is great in the nation, when there are no problems, when everything looks good in your life, there is no room to actually grow in your faith to God. But it is in the deep, dark valleys of life. When you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, when you wonder how things are going to pan out, that you really learn to grow in your faith and in your trust with God. Can I get a good amen? Now... Mountaintop experiences are great, and we want those. And the success is preferable to the low uh, struggles of the valleys. But we can't stay there. Mountaintops are not to be lived in. There are points, if you will, that give you encouragement to go on the next part of your journey. If you talk to mountain climbers, part of what they like so much, part of what they're so interested in, is being able to get to the top and what? Look down and see the beautiful what? Valley below. That's what God wants to intend for us when we're in valleys. Here's some things to remember before I get in the text about valley experiences. Uh, remember that your valley experiences are temporary. Remember in Psalm 23, 4, we go through the valley of the shadow of death, right? Valleys are not a place of permanence, but a place of passage. Never make permanent decisions in temporary circumstances. Has anybody ever done that before? And, and we regret it every single time. Don't do that. Amen. Here's another one. Learn through your valley experiences. Come out of it holding on to the lessons you've learned. 
Learn something from the valley experiences of life. Hold on to what is dear. Leave behind. Amen. Everybody say, leave behind. Look to your neighbor and say, leave behind. Leave behind hurts, bitterness, unforgiveness, sin. Leave that stuff behind. Enjoy the beauty of where you have been and where you're going. Somebody say amen to that. Leave behind all that stuff. Listen, when you're climbing mountains, the last thing you want is extra weight. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Hebrews 12.1 says to lay aside every weight that so easily besets us and press basically go forward towards God. Amen. And remember the cloud of witnesses around us. Paul said I press toward the mark. Listen when you go up climbing a mountain you don't go with extra weight. You drop every extra weight that you possibly can. Why? Because you want to have the least amount of weight for the journey. And if you have too much weight you'll never make it up the next mountain peak. I don't know about you, but I don't want to think that I've seen my last mountain peak in life. I want to know that there's other mountains I can climb. I want to know there's other spiritual highs I can get to. Somebody say amen. I want to lay aside those weights. And if we don't lay aside some of that stuff like unforgiveness and racism and hatred and bitterness and sin, just willful sin, we're never going to make it up the mountain. Hallelujah. Not only do I want to make it up the mountain, I want to let other people know that they can make it up that mountain. Somebody shout amen. I want to take people with me. Enjoy the unique scenery. There'll be flowers of patience and streams of grace that you won't find anywhere else. Have you thought about that? Only a valley climate will produce certain kinds of growth that you won't ever find on a mountain. There are things you find in valleys you can't find anywhere else. There's beautiful fruit. There's things down on valleys that are not up mountainsides. We all want the mountaintop experience. But it's not meant for life to go that way every single day of our life. Here's another one. Prepare and rest your spirit for another climb upward. That's why David said he was going to lie down in green pastures. Why? God was saying basically, listen, you need to rest so you'll have the strength to make it up the next mountain. Wow. Have you thought about that? Rest is okay. So let's get into our text. You'll see the scriptures behind me. I'm going to begin in the first four verses. Now Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mustered his entire army. Accompanied by 32 kings with their horses and chariots. First thing I want you to know is when the devil attacks, he always brings help with him. He didn't come alone. He said, I'm going to bring 32 of my best friends. Well, guess what he's doing in America? He's causing all kinds of havoc with, with things going on in our nation. What, racially, politically, coronavirus, murder hornets, and everything else you can imagine. Stuff we probably haven't even seen yet. Listen, I want to tell you, he always brings his imps and his wimps and his goons with him. But guess, I got good news for you. He ain't going to win this battle. Hallelujah. He went up and besieged Samaria and attacked it. And he sent messengers into the city to Ahab, king of Israel, saying, This is what Ben-Hadad said. Your silver and gold are mine, and the best of your wives and children are mine. The king of Israel answered, just as you say, my lord, the king, all I have is yours. I want to tell you, that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to take your resources. He wants to take your families. He wants to take our church. He wants to shut down the voice of Christians in this nation. He wants to try to rob, pillage. He is out to steal, kill, and destroy. His objective is threefold. Steal, 
kill, and destroy. And that's what he's trying to do in America right now. And he is out for blood. But I want to tell you something. We have the advantage because we have Jesus on our side. We have the Holy Spirit on our side. We can stand together. We can put our foot on the neck of the devil and we can win. If you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. If you crack the door open, he'll bust it wide open. So what's part of the solution? Part of the solution is, hey, listen, I want to tell you something. There is no one greater race than another in this world. God created different nationalities and different colors and and different people from all over the globe. And that's the beauty of life. If you're watching live stream right now, I want to tell you if you're the Russian from Siberia out in the middle of the snow right now. Or you're the Chinese man in Wuhan that survived. Or you're the indigenous person from Australia or Indonesia. Or you're the Vietnamese person in the jungles of Vietnam. Or you're the snowbird from Antarctica. Or you're from the northern part of Alaska. Or you're for the Frenchman from France. Or the Costa Rican from the beautiful seaside. Or you're the Honduran from the middle of the Honduras. Or you're the black man from over the Rhine. Or you're the white man from Montgomery. You're welcome in this church. Amen. I think we can do better than that. You're welcome here. If you're watching and you say, I live in Cincinnati and I can't find a church that will accept me, you found one now, Bridge of Hope Church. Amen. Bartley, come up here, please. I don't, I don't, are there stairs? Oh, there is stairs there. I just jumped up. I'm not. Come here. You, this is my brother. Bartley's my brother. I love this man. It doesn't matter that I'm white and he's black. We're brothers. We're in the same kingdom. I love this brother so much, I hope his house is next to mine in heaven. I hope I get to spend eternity next to him. He is my brother, and I want you to know I stand with you. And I want to publicly apologize in behalf of the white community for what happened to George Floyd. Because that don't represent us. And I want you to know that. And I want everybody to know blacks are welcome in this church. Whites are welcome. Hispanics. Chinese. It don't matter. Latin. You are welcome in this church. Brother Roberto, come up here. Come up here. Amen. Hallelujah. This is Roberto. This is our other brother. Roberto is from Honduras. This is my Latin American brother right here. Mi hermano. Hey, we got different mothers, but we're brothers from another mother. Amen. Glory to God. We got the same Heavenly Father. We stand together. We lock arms. Let me tell you, this is how you defeat what's going on in the nation right now. We lock arms and we stand together. And we say we love one another. And we march forward. Hallelujah. Thank you, brothers. Amen. Thank you. Glory to God. I think we ought to give Jesus some praise. 
That's how you do it, amen. And if you're watching online and looking for a church that's like that, look, we want a church that looks like heaven. Wouldn't it be great if we had a melting pot of every nationality and every culture and every color and every creed and it was a beautiful mixed melting pot where we could say, hey, we can be an example for the world. Bridge of Hope Church can be an example of what the United States and the world can be like. Why don't we be part of that solution? Somebody shout glory! Never give in to the devil. I know what's going on out there. I refuse to give in to the devil. I say we will win this war with love. Amen. 1 Kings 25 through 6 says, The messengers came again and said, This is what Ben-Hadad says. I sent to demand your silver and gold, your wives and your children. In other words, you're going to give it all to me. That's what the devil wants to tell you. But about this time tomorrow, I'm going to send my officials to search your palace and the houses of your officials, and they will seize everything you value and carry it away. That's just like the devil. He wants to take everything you have, and then if that's not good enough, he wants to come search, and he wants to continue to steal, kill, and destroy. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Aren't you glad that God doesn't change like shifting shadows? Aren't you glad that when things go a little crazy in your life, God doesn't go, Ah, I'm out. Aren't you glad he's not a fair weather fan or a bandwagon fan? Aren't you glad that God is through the thick and the thin with you and I? And when things look bleak and things don't look like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, aren't you glad that God is there? He is God of the valleys. He is there in the midst of all what's going on. So here Ben-Hadad representing the devil with his imps and his wimps. Verse 7 through 9, I, I love this. The king of Israel summoned all the elders of the land and said to them, See how this man is looking for trouble? That's what the devil's looking for, folks. When he sent for my wives and my children, my silver and gold, I did not refuse him. I don't know what he was thinking there. The elders and all the people answered and said, Don't listen to him or agree to his demands. Thank God for some wise elders. So he replied to Ben-Hadad's messengers, I love this. Tell my lord, the king, your servant, will do all you demanded the first time. This demand I cannot meet. Look, it's time for the church to stand up against the devil. It's time for us to be part of the solution, amen? Enough is enough. It's time to draw the line in the sand and say, boy... I ain't backing down this time because my Bible tells me that I'm victorious. My Bible tells me that I'm more than a conqueror. My Bible tells me I've already got victory through Jesus Christ my Lord. My Bible tells me that I'm supposed to submit to God. Watch what James 4, 7 says. Submit yourselves then to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Do you know what flee here means? Flee means run away, vanish, run in terror. Did you know the devil is supposed to run from us in terror, not the other way around somebody shout amen we don't need to run from the devil he needs to run from us we need the fire of God to get down in our hearts we need the passion of God to flow through us again we need the fight put back in us amen hallelujah the church the church 
The church is on fire. We're going to stomp the devil and lift Jesus higher. The church, the church, the church is on fire. We're going to stomp the devil and lift Jesus higher. The church, the church, the church is on fire. We're going to stomp the devil and lift Jesus higher. Hallelujah. Look, he has hit us with a left hook. He's hit us with a right. He's hit us straight on. But we're still standing. And at some point, we got to square our shoulders back and say, you're going to have to bring it worse because i got a big brother named Jesus. And I've got the Holy Spirit in me. And I'm going to come out victorious. Does anybody want to take, take it back? Does anybody want to fight again? My brother gave me a poster that I got in my office. And you, have you ever seen Planet of the Apes? And it, so you got the character and he's got guns and all this stuff. And it says, if you're going to fight, fight like you're the third monkey trying to get on the ark. And brother, it's starting to rain. <laughs> I tell you what, folks. It's time to fight the devil like that. And we don't fight him with swords and guns and all that stuff. We fight with prayer. We fight with fasting. We fight with, with worship. We fight with coming together and worshiping. We fight with the word of God. And we cannot be defeated. We've taken enough shots. It's time to move forward. Yes. So verse 10 through 12, I love this. Ben-Hadad sent another message to Ahab. May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if enough dust remains in Samaria to give each of any man a handful. In other words, I'm going to trample Samaria. I'm gonna, there ain't going to be nothing left but dust. That's what the enemy wants to do, intimidate. The king of Israel answered, tell him, I love this. One who puts on his armor should not boast like one who takes it off. In other words, don't count your chickens before they're hatched, big boy. Ben-Hadad heard this message while he and his kings were drinking in their tents. And he ordered his men, prepare to attack. So they prepared to attack. Listen, it's time we stand up to the devil and his intimidation. It's time we stand up to what he is trying to bring to our nation and be part of the solution. Don't let the, intimidate, the devil intimidate you with a bad doctor's report. God will turn that thing around. Brother Steve Hoskins is right there. And he'll testify that God is a healing, miracle-working God. He still heals. The devil will bring his 32 friends with him. Coronavirus and social madness going on. All this stuff in the hornets. And he'll try to get it all messed up. But I want to tell you if we'll stand up. Stand up when the devil tells you you're going to fail. Stand up when the devil tells you don't even dream anymore. Stand up when he says don't even try anymore. Stand up and say in the name of Jesus the Christ of Nazareth. I'm going forward. So in verse 13 through 21, they have a battle and Israel wins. Verse 22, same prophet comes back to Ahab and he says, look, go prepare yourself because the devil's coming back. Listen, we've been through a lot as a nation and, and, and most of us thought we had at least were progressing forward. Obviously, the whole deal with George Floyd has thrown a wrench into it. Listen, the devil comes with the same bags of tricks always. 
But basically he said was, hey, listen, you defeated him once, but he's coming back a second time. There's some of you in here, you may have defeated pornography and all of a sudden years ago, and all of a sudden the temptation to watch it has come back. Maybe you, you defeated lying and gossip, but now temptation is coming back for you to speak it. Maybe, maybe things that uh, uh, you've conquered uh, lust. And man, you hadn't had a problem with it for a while. And all of a sudden now, the temptation to think that stuff and fantasize is coming back. Listen, think it not strange when the devil tries to come back at you with old temptations. We defeat that by getting in the presence of God and submitting to God. Amen. In verse 23 through 27, basically we read in the text where Ahab's uh, crowd, his elders basically says, Hey, listen, here's the deal. He's still God of the valleys, not just God of the mountains. How many of you are glad that when we go through tough times, God is God of the valleys? Verse 28, the man of God comes and he says, listen, you're going to know that God is God because they said he's the God of the hills. I want to tell you something. God is not just the God of the hills. He's the God of the mountains. Listen to this. He is Lord of all of life, the valleys no less than the hills. How many agree with that? Somebody shout amen. Look, it's the mountaintops. We get afraid to go down in the valleys because we're unsure. But if we'll trust God, he'll get us through the valley. Think about what courage, hope, and faith is ours when we hear God say, the enemy says he's not the God of the valleys, but I'm here to tell you that I am. And I'm going to hit three very quick points at the end of the message. There are three keys to victory in a valley. Number one, unshackle God in your valley. When Ben-Hadad and the Syrians invaded the second time, it would have been logical for the natural mind to do what it did the first time to be successful. But that is a surefire way to limit God. Listen, putting God in a box to do the same thing in the same way, we shackle him to our expectations. God, I got this bad doctor's report, and I saw you heal three other people this way, and I remember one time you healed me that way, so God, you got to do it this way. That shackles God. God, I got these bills to pay, and I don't know how I'm going to pay them, and I remember the other three times you did it this way, so I'm expecting you to do it the same, so you got to do it this way. Shackles the hands of God. He's a creative God that does things in different ways. But yeah, You don't understand what's going on in my marriage every time it's on the verge of divorce. This happens and we get free from it. That, God, you got to do it this way. That takes the creative work of God out of the picture. We need to unshackle God. Somebody say amen. To embrace the valleys as well as the mountains is to unshackle him. Take the chains off. Are you unshackling God in your valleys? Are you expecting him to do the same thing in the same way he's done for you before? Jesus never healed blindness in the New Testament the same way as he did someone else. He did it creatively different every time. Are you expecting or demanding God to do things for you in the same manner he's done for others? Man, when the Israelites had enough courage to leave the mountaintop fortress and go down in the valley, they saw that God was the God of the valley. For the people of God, it's a total victory, not on a mountain, but in a valley. Look, when we hem God up in the comfort of our comfort zone and say, I'll let you move, God, but only when I'm comfortable here, you miss out on what, who God is in the valley. 
God is so good that if you want an easy chair life from him, he very well may give it to you. But what a tragedy if in the name of faith and prosperity and ease and comfort that we should miss out entirely on the enriching life experience of a valley of need. How will you ever know the lily of the valleys if you're never in it? How will you know the comfort of his presence in the darkness while you stand in the light? It's time to unshackle God in our lives. Point number two, embrace the valley of need. One young preacher sat his elbows on the table talking to his mentor. He bemoaned his situation. He said, I'm in a valley this time. And it is one of the worst, darkest valleys of my life. And I don't know what to do. And the mentor jumped up. And he started shouting and dancing, praise God, praise God. The young guy's looking at him like, what in the world is wrong with him? He realized the look on his face and he went around and he put his arm around him and he said, praise God, rejoice, my son, rejoice. Valleys are will the lilies bloom. How many can testify that you know what I'm talking about? The valley of need is the only place that sprouts the lilies of grace. Listen. People say they want miracles, but are they willing to be taken to a place where a miracle is their only hope? We want miracles out of easy chairs. God only does miracles in valleys. Somebody shout amen. Valleys are where we grow. I was down at my mom's. You've seen some of the videos of the farm. and I went through some old pictures. I was just having the time of my life going through old pictures, laughing. And I ran across this note that Holly sent my mom, mailed her a letter, I guess, when we were first married. And she said, hey, in the note, it was, it was so touching to me because I remember where we were. It was a reminder. She said, we got to go out to eat after church today. It was so good. We had an extra $20 this month. And that was just enough for me and Dallas to go out. It was so exciting to be able to leave church and go out to eat. I thought, wow, God has brought us a long ways. Do I bemoan those times? No, because it taught us the value of money. It taught us discipline. It taught us to appreciate the nice things in life. How many know what I'm talking about? How many can relate to what I'm talking about? about you had 20 bucks and you thought, oh my God, I can go out to eat. Hallelujah. The third key to victory is this. Remember God's reason for victory. God may known his reason. He said because the Syrians have said, listen, the enemy is laughing right now at the United States of America and the world. He is mocking and he is laughing and he is saying, Hi, I got you. And God is standing in heaven go, oh yeah, I hear what you've got to say. And oh big boy, you wait till I'm done with things. There's a prophet that prophesied that he saw God at the end of the pandemic putting his foot down on the United States and the world and taking it up. And when he put his footprint up on the world, he said it was, God said that's the church and people were running to it for a great end time revival. This is the same prophet that prophesied in December 2018 that within 17 months a great pandemic was coming to the earth. He said following that he saw the Lord Jesus Christ put his footprint on the world. Ha ha ha. And when he took it up, it was the church and people were running to the church house and getting saved. I want to tell you, the devil's thrown his best punch. I can't wait to see God throw his. Woo! 
God was not upholding the reputation of the prophet who prophesied here in Kings. He was not upholding the reputation of Israel. He was doing it because he was vindicating himself alone. Every miracle in the valleys we walk through is about God's reputation and no one else's. I got news for you. He's still God of the valley. I, I don't know what you may be facing here today, but I, I want to end this message here today with a song. I'm not going to sing it. I'll spare you. But I will read it to you. It's on the overhead. It's by Tim Hill. It's called I'm Not in a Valley. He says, it was good while it lasted, but I knew when I got here, I didn't come to stay. He's talking about the mountaintop experiences of life. Change is part of growing, and for some time, I've been knowing that I would leave this mountain today. In other words, I'm going to leave this, what I love, heading back to the valley. But watch what he says. I'm not hesitating, in fact, anticipating the greater things God has in store for me. So if you see me walking... Through life's dark, lonely valleys, just know that it's not what it appears to be. I'm not in a valley. I'm just changing mountains. I only see this trial as the way that leads me there. And all this road embraces just leads to higher places. I'm not in a valley. I'm just changing mountains. And this road I'm on will only take me there. What a beautiful way to look at the valleys of life to say, wait a minute. This is the road to get me to my next mountaintop experience. You may be in here or you may be watching me live stream right now. And you may say, Pastor, that sounds good, but my marriage is a mess. We're not even living in the same house. You may say, that sounds good, Pastor, but they've diagnosed me with a, with a bad illness and it's not getting better. Pastor, that sounds great, but I still feel discriminated against. I still feel racism. Pastor, that sounds good and all, but I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills and I've not known for some time and I don't know what to do. Pastor, that sounds good, but my life is a mess. Pastor, I hear what you're preaching, but at 3 o'clock in the morning, when nobody else is around, when nobody sees me awake, my heart aches. I can't stand another second of it. I try to wake up with hope, but I wake up and I look and I see and I can't even find a glimmer of light. It's as dark as dark has ever been. If that's you, I want to tell you God is still God of the valleys. And God's going to get you through it. Has anybody ever been, I want to see a show of hands, by, through a very deep, dark valley that God got you through? Would you raise your hand up? Wow. Look around, everybody. Hold your hands. Keep your hands up. Look at that, everybody. Do you know what that tells me? We've been there. Done that, bought the t-shirt. We'll pray for you. Amen. I'd like, like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I'd love nothing more than for a prayer team to come around, lay hands and pray. But with this whole stuff going on right now, wisdom says that we better pray just kind of where we are. Same Holy Spirit that can work through somebody else is right here, right now. 
God, I don't know what anybody's facing, but I know you laid this on my heart. This is a way of signifying to God you need help. If that's you, if that spoke to you in any way, just raise your hand up. That's me. I want you to pray for me. Is there anybody in here? I see those hands. Those valleys. Maybe you're in here and you've got family problems. Friends, there's hands everywhere. God, I pray right now, God. Holy Spirit, I pray, God, that you would remind us you would shroud us with your presence and you would let us know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are God of the valley. You're there for us when times are tough. Oh God, I pray in the name of Jesus, comfort that person that is hurting right now. Lord, give hope for that marriage that's wrecked right now. Father God, restore the broken relationships. God, bring a revival back to our nation and our world. Let people, Father God, of every color and culture and creed march together, God, in love and kindness. Holy Spirit, I pray you sweep through this place. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that whatever we have need of right now, you would meet that need. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. If you've got needs from God, just hold your hands out right now just to receive. I'm going to bless you right now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. I bless each and every person right now with peace. Peace, God, that passes all understanding. May the comfort of the Holy Spirit flood the hearts of every man, woman, and child in here. I pray for everyone, God, that is receiving from you right now, that when they go home, that hope would rise in their hearts, that a fight would be put back in them against the devil, that they would stand their ground in their homes and in their marriage with their families in our church and our communities and say, thus far and no more, we're pushing back. We're going to storm the gates of hell with a water pistol and take back everything the devil has stolen. In the name of Jesus. Put the fight back in us for prayer. Put the fight back in us for the word of God. Put the fight back in us, oh God, for worship, God. Let us go out as warring children, God, and take back everything the devil has stole. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I speak joy and peace right now in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Just take a few moments right now and just, just receive from the presence of God. Just close your eyes. Forget anybody else who's around. You and the Lord. Come on, just bless Him. Bless Him. Forget anybody else who's around.
upon us. Sense the Holy Spirit wanting to do the something. The more would you I find you. Would you worship, worship, worship? The more I find you. The more I love you. I want to sit at your feet. good to be in the house of God today. Jesus, Jesus. Sing that one more time, would you? I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lay back again. 
on, sing it out, church. Wonderful peace. Come on, let your ears hear you sing it. Coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. In fathomless billows of love, He'll give me peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Give Jesus a big hand clap of praise. No matter how bad it seems, he's still God of the valleys. The enemy will try to tell you it's over, there's no hope. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Amen. God is still God in chaotic times. Amen. So small groups is going for another six weeks. We are meeting back in person for those of you that are comfortable doing so. I know in my small group here in Deer Park, we had a tremendous time Friday night. It was a wonderful time. It, well, we had a blast. We encourage you to get connected. Um, we're going we're gonna to dismiss. Holly and I are going to go out and kind of say bye to everybody at the doors on the way out. We're going to let Dwayne, he didn't know this. Dwayne's the official letter outer. Amen. Yeah. Huh? Dale's can't. Dale is not doing it. Dwayne's doing it. Okay, We're, Dwayne's, we just, Dwayne's just been hired. He's got a microphone. We're going to let you dismiss by section. Hey, wasn't it good to be in the house of God today? I, uh, let me just, uh, before we dismiss, let me just say thank you. Listen, tensions, nerves, everything was all over the map today. Everything is new. Everyone was working so hard. Everyone did such a beautiful job. I want to give it up for everyone that came here and worked so hard to set up last weekend, this weekend. Praise God. Thank you for what a, what a beautiful place and time to be able to worship. And uh, thank you. Amen. If you are new here today, we would love to connect with you. And if you would text the word CONNECT to the screen, it's right here if you can see it on the screen. If you'll text the word CONNECT to that number on the screen, we want to connect with you. We would love the opportunity to get to know you. And we have a gift for you. If you will fill out this online digital contact form for us and you meet me out at this big welcome wall at the uh, at, after service. Oh, wow, i got lights. Woohoo! I can see you. Uh, if you'll meet me out here at the side, I would love to meet you. And I have a special gift for you. Also, if we can go backwards to the Believe slide. If this is really important, folks, we just give us a couple more minutes before we'll dismiss you. If you accepted Jesus Christ today, this is so important. If you 
If you accepted Christ and you ex- and you prayed a prayer today to believe on Jesus Christ, would you text the word believe to this number on the screen? Text that word so that we can help you and get you started in your journey with Christ. Now, with that said, Dwayne is going to dismiss you by sections. I hope you figure it out since you just got put on the fly. And uh, and like I said, if you're new here, come and meet me at the welcome wall. And Dwayne will go ahead and dismiss everyone by sections. Ooh, now I get the other mic even.